good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Kyle. (laughs) Hey, how are you? I'm actually doing great. Thank you. (laughs) We, I think it's fair to say we all want to eat healthy. Yeah. We all want to live a long and productive life. We want to be able to do the things that we want to do for as long as we want to do. Right. 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 So this is cool. Physician, Dr. Stephen Bowers and his wife, Elizabeth. Mm Mm-hmm. They felt the same way, and they decided that they wanted to know how to do it. So they visited with some incredibly healthy people to try to find out what they had in common. They wanted to learn from those who were doing it right. So they tracked down 70-year-old cheerleaders, uh, 80-year-old skydivers, sprinters who are in their 90s, all these people doing these great things, Mm -hmm. asked them what they ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Okay, And they had some kind of reoccurring themes that came out. Mm -hmm. And so they wrote a book. It's called The Secrets of the World's Healthiest People. Oh. And today I wanted to touch on just a few of those things that they found. We're not going to cover everything, but just a few of them. Uh, Number one, almonds. Almonds. Almonds are good. Yes. Yeah. So almonds are rich in healthy fats, fiber, Mm -hmm. and protein. The nuts are made more for snacking, but you might consider using slivered almonds as a topping for your oatmeal or yogurt. Add them to maybe a muffin recipe, or you could also use almond flour in place of your regular yeah. flour for pancakes. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. Yeah. Uh, number two, I think you'll like this one, avocados. Oh, yeah. You like avocados. I do. Yeah, I, I do. don't. I know you don't. I know. You know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they have more potassium than bananas. They're rich in heart and waistline, healthy monounsaturated fats, as mm-hmm. well as full of fiber. So that keeps right. you full for longer. Uh, here's one you might not have thought of, black pepper. Oh. Yeah, so black pepper houses powerful uh, pro-health effects in addition to being both an antioxidant and an antibacterial. Mm-hmm. Black pepper helps with weight loss because it stimulates the breakdown of fat cells. Huh. So good stuff going on there. Yeah. Cinnamon. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it helps lower your blood sugar mm-hmm. and reduces inflammation. Did you know that? I did. Uh, it's also a great way to flavor your coffee without having to add sugar. Oh, uh, but speaking of sweet things, honey was mm-hmm. very uh, prevalent on this list. It's rich in antioxidants. It provides great sugar, uh, a great sugar sugar substitute in smoothies, oatmeal, marinades, or beverages. Uh, popcorn. Oh yeah, yeah, I like popcorn. I love right? Popcorn. Popcorn is uh, <laughs> one of the things that made the list as well. It's full of fiber and it's light on calories. It's a great snacking option. Uh, I think this, it's not with butter though. Well, that's gonna. Pull down the healthy, <laughs> the healthiness of it, right? Right. Uh, salmon. That's not oh, too surprising, mm-hmm. but salmon we know is rich in anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. fats, and it makes a great standalone dish as well as an addition to any salad. Right. And then uh, again, there was a bunch of things there, but the last one I'm going to talk about is spinach. Oh, you like spinach? Yeah, not no. cooked. Not cooked. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's fine. There's there's a few. There are there are a few vitamins and minerals that are not in spinach. They got everything it's wow. it's really a superfood it's rich in potassium magnesium iron calcium vitamins b6 b9 e c and k wow. all this good stuff and you don't have to be like popeye and eat it straight right. from the can Ooh. cooked Ugh. you can throw some raw spinach in a smoothie or put it in a salad, salad. and you get all the benefits with none Ooh. of that yucky Ew. cooked spinach Slime. taste Ew. so there you go <laughs> great 
So a few things to think about uh, that some of these long-lived, successful, healthy people are doing yeah. that maybe you want to include in your diet. That's awesome. So Lil, today's guest. Yes. It's exciting, it right? It is exciting. We're going to welcome Rick Barry the third. He really, I mean, incredible basketball legend. Yes. Uh, he played professionally in both the American Basketball Association or the ABA, the National Basketball Association, of course, the NBA as we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was named one of the 50 greatest players in history wow. by the NBA. He ranks among the most prolific scorers and all-around players in basketball history. He's one of the only person people to lead the ncaa the aba and the nba in points per game in a season uh, he's also the only player to reach the 50 point mark in a game seven wow in the playoffs in either league and he's one of only four players to be a part of a championship team in both leagues and there's a ton more that yeah. rick has done but he's also the father of former and current basketball players brent barry john barry Drew Barry, Scooter Barry, and Canyon Barry. Wow. So runs in the family. Rick, yes. welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm glad to learn all that stuff. I've been eating the right stuff. Maybe that's why I'm staying young. Uh, I was going <laughs> to ask you, do any, do any of those foods cross your table? It sounds oh, like no, I mean, all of them. I, most, I mean, most everyone you mentioned there is something that I've been in on. I, I'm almonds all the time. I love almonds and cinnamon for sure. Uh, no, all that stuff is really good stuff. And just like anything else in life, if you do your research and you look and you find out what is good for you, what's not good for you, and you make wise decisions. Uh, you're going to help yourself to to lead a healthier life. There's no question about it. And I always laugh when I hear these people, well, this diet, that diet, this diet, try that. The simplest diet in the world is if your pants get tight, eat less, work out more until your pants get loose. <laughs> I... I think there's some wisdom there, Rick. <laughs> Very I think, much I think so. you nailed it. That's, uh, that's Don't ever buy that next size pair of pants. You're in trouble then. <laughs> just eat less and work out more. I love it. I love it. Well, Rick, we want to talk just a little bit about basketball. Um, man, what an incredible career. Right. Uh, how many years did you play professionally? Well, I was, uh, I played, I went from 1965 to 1980. I only pl- I played 14. I sat out one year. I was, uh, I was kind of the Kurt Flood of baseball, of, of, of basketball. It was Kurt Flood was t- known for challenging the reserve clause in baseball. However, I challenged the reserve clause in basketball before Kurt Flood challenged the one in baseball. <laughs> you remember that. And it barely opened up the door for players and enabled them to be able to, uh, increase their salaries, get paid more money and stop being put under a situation where you had a contract of perpetuity. The way that the reserve club is structured, if you sign that contract the next year, they could tender you a contract. And if you did not agree and sign that agreement, you were obligated to play the next season at 90% of what you made the season before. Oh, I mean, wow. which is like ridiculous. And so anyway, I, I, I challenged that. Uh, it opened, as I say, opened up the doors. Uh, if I had to do it over again, I probably wouldn't have done it. I gave up one of the prime years of my career and played for the KYA Radio Wonders, raising money for high schools <laughs> that season <laughs> and traveled around and played in a lot of charity golf, uh, uh, pro-am golf events. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, in life, you do what you have to do and everything in life happens for a reason. And you live with the decisions that you make. Uh, some are good, some are bad. But you don't look 
in the past. You can't change the past. And too many people wallow around in self-pity and feel bad for things that already happened. That's just a waste of time, a waste of energy, a waste of emotion because you can't change it. So it's over. It's done with. I tell people, if it makes you sad, cry and get over it. Move on. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, like you said, you can't go backwards, but doing what you did also made a difference for people who came behind, you know, behind you and after you. And so, you know, but I don't get anything for that. I should get anything. I should get a commission, shouldn't I? <laughs> at least, at least a percentage, right? Well, one percent, one percentage point of the kind of money that these guys make right now would be a great annuity. You'd be fine. <laughs> You'd be fine. There's no question about that. So, um, again, you know, incredible basketball career. I'm wondering if there's just one moment, one thing that stands out to you in the the years that you were on the court that you wanted to share. <laughs> Well, are you talking about for me personally or for me overall in basketball? Well, you know, I think just uh, an experience that you personally had while you were playing was, was it the, uh, while I was playing. Okay. While I was playing, well, while I was playing, it's without question, uh, winning the championship. Um, that's what you play for. You don't play for individual runners. You you play to win championships on the professional level. And so winning the championship in the ABA uh, was great. And then I won the championship in 75 in the NBA. And, and that was kind of like the, uh, the, the crowning glory. It was something I always strive for. And the way that we did it was so incredible. It was the, it's the biggest upset in the history, I think, of major professional sports. And I, I defy anyone to pick another sport and show me a championship won by a team that was so disregarded at the beginning of the season to not only get to the playoffs, but to win our conference, win our division. And then in the finals, when we were, this was supposed to be the biggest mismatch in the history of NBA finals. It was going to be a sweep. The Washington Bullets were going to beat us in a sweep. And we wound up sweeping the team that was supposed to sweep us. It just doesn't get any more dramatic than that. And so there's nothing else out there that anybody has ever come up with the Miracle Mets. No, the New York Jets in football. No, they were picked to be a great team in the AFL. I mean, no, there's, there isn't anything that you can find in sports. I looked it over and I'll go to my grave fighting for our team to get that recognition, which we never really truly have gotten. There's never been a documentary made about our team and what we accomplished. And I see these documentaries on other teams and what they've done. I say, well, hell, they didn't do anything as well as we did. Why didn't they do a documentary on our team and talk about the most amazing championship championship accomplishment in major sports? And there's never been a documentary done about it. It's, I think it's a disservice to my teammates, to be honest with you, because I was the one name player on the team and we had two rookies that did a great job, but they should have gotten a lot of credit. You know, I got MVP of the championship series and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, is our team was disrespected. We totally were. And I feel badly for my teammates because you don't win by yourself. You win as a team. And so uh, I'm, I've, I've fought that, you know, a lot. I mean, yeah, they mentioned us and do stuff, but I mean, just think about it. Every time you turn around, there's another documentary about this team did this, this team did that. I mean, right. come on, ours is this an amazing story. It really, truly is. And, uh, you know, maybe someday somebody will do it, but they keep waiting long enough. None of us will be alive. I already lost yeah. a bunch of teammates. So it's uh, it's really I think it's a, it was a disservice to our team. I feel badly for my teammates. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's remedy that. Let's figure yeah. out some way to get the get a campaign going or because, yeah, yeah. good stories need to be told. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a really it's a great story. It's not a good story. It's a great story because it epitomizes what the game is supposed to be all about. Nowadays, there's so much of this individualism that's going on out there. Basketball is a team sport. Like they say, there's no I in team. Yeah. 
And you, you need to go out and be willing to sacrifice and do whatever is possible for you to help your team win. If that requires sacrifice in your part, well, by God, you sacrifice. Right. And so I just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting what happens in the world of sports at times and all, but I mean, yeah. say, I mean, I, I'll get over it, uh, but I'll never forget it. If they don't ever do it, I just will feel badly that the story was never really told a truly yeah. interesting and remarkable story about a group of guys that came together and we were more like a college team than we were a pro team because everybody pulled from one another. We went to the movies together. We went to eat together. We just had a great relationship and it was a fantasy type of story. I mean, it really, truly was. So uh, maybe someday somebody will wind up doing something, um, but that's okay. You know, I'll move on. I mean, I would show you my ring, but I don't wear, I've worn it so much. I try not to wear it all the time. I want to wear it out, but I usually always, the only ring I wear is, is my championship ring, uh, you know, top 50, uh, you know, hall of fame ring. I mean, you know, those are meaningful accomplishments and wonderful honors that I'm proud to have, been awarded but that's not why i played you know i played to win the championship well and congratulations and uh yeah hopefully they get that story told um i want to touch on this just briefly you had a unique free throw technique you're kind of famous for that you you threw the underhanded free throws where did you develop that? Where did that come from? Well, it from? wasn't unique, actually, to be honest with you. It was the way everybody shot back in the old days. And my dad played. <laughs> they shot two-hand set shots like that. Yeah. And they shot underhanded free throws. Free throws. Two hands. And so it's not like it's some new innovation that came about. It was there before. People decided they didn't want to do it. And I think the reason they, a lot of guys didn't want to do it is because back when I was growing up, I didn't want to do it. My father said, son, I think you can shoot a higher percentage. I said, dad, the girls shoot that way. I can't stand it. I'll be embarrassed. Yeah. Hey, son. You know what? He said, I I, I remember like the words were yesterday. You know, everybody will make fun of me. He said, son, they can't make fun of you if you're making them. Mm. And I remember those words so clearly. And I, and I, so I, I I only did it because he was driving me nuts about it. Okay. So (laughs) I I said, okay, let's go do this. So I did it. And I really honestly don't remember. I should probably go look it up sometime. I was either before my junior or senior year in high school. So I went out that summer and I said, okay, show me what we got here. And so, and I did give a sincere effort to listen to what he said and to try it and try to do as well as I could with it. And the more I did it, the more I realized that, wait, this is pretty darn good. Because I was maybe like a mid 70s shooter. And I honestly don't believe that you're a good free throw shooter if you can't make 80%. I mean, 80% is, I mean, it's the only part of the game where it's the constant. Nobody, you know, nobody's trying to guard you to prevent you from doing what you're doing. It's always the same distance. It's always the same size ball. It's always the same size basket. So how do you live with yourself if you can't get to the point that you can make four out of every five, which is 80 percent? I mean, my God, you get to miss one out of every five. I mean, and, and every time I missed, I would get upset. I just wish that I was smart enough to have made the change that I made later in career early in my career when I was shooting over 10 free throws a game. So I, I had to make a lot of free throws to get my percentage up to 90% for my career. But my last six years when I made the change, I shot over 92%. Wow. In my last two years, I shot over 94%. In fact, in my last two seasons alone, I only missed nine, 10 free throws in one season and nine free throws in another. I only missed 19 in two full seasons. And there was one player from the Pistons, Andre Drummond, years ago. He missed 23 free throws in one game. 
And and I brag about it and I brag about it because, as I say, it's the only part of the game to be selfish and you can help your team. Mm -hmm. So why they don't do it, I don't know. I I try to get one of my oldest boy did it really well, Scooter. And I I said, son, I think you can do well. And he said, dad, it's hard enough being your son without shooting underhanded free throw. I said, (laughs) you know what? That may be true. But if you can shoot a higher percentage and you don't do it because of that, you're doing yourself and your team a disservice. Service. Right. Okay. And so he didn't want to do it. And then my son Brent did it. And he shot like in the high eighties one season. Then for whatever reason, I don't know, he got mad at me or whatever. He stopped doing it. The only reason I wasn't as relentless as my father was to me was because they still were 80 something percent free throw yeah. shooters overhead. Yeah. So they were good free throw shooters, but they could have been great free throw shooters. In fact, John, actually, John, one season, he actually shot over 90% overhand. So I didn't make a big stink about it. And then fortunately, my youngest son, Canyon, he uh, he adopted it. And um, and he wound up shooting, you know, well, actually, he last year in the, in the G League, he played in the G League. They had a shortened season, but he shot 100% from the free throw. I didn't miss a shot that season. And, uh, and he didn't take, you know, an excessive number, but I don't care what it is. I mean, he didn't miss any. And he's high and he shot, you know, 85, 90 percent. So he said he's a great free throw shooter. And so it's still alive. But uh, I don't know why people don't want to do it. But it was, yeah. it was special. It's what I'm known for and why people want to call it the granny shot. I don't know, because you know, <laughs> I don't know where they came up with that. No, it's that what it should call it is the shot that works. That's right. what, that's the name. That's what it should be called. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I want to touch on pickleball. You came to the Huntsman World Senior Games this year. This was your first year, I believe, at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Yes, it was. Correct. And you came not not playing basketball, but playing pickleball. Tell me. Well, guys tried to get me to play basketball in the senior games for years. And my partner, my old teammate, Jim Barnett from years ago, always played in those, played a lot in senior basketball. So I think, what are you yeah. crazy, Jim? I said, why do I want to go out and play a sport that I used to be really good at and be mediocre at best? <laughs> Plus, when you get older, it's so much easier to get hurt, and it takes forever to heal. I said, no, I'm I'm not going to play basketball in the senior games. And so, fortunately, my wife got me to try pickleball three years ago, and uh, I fell in love with it. I just think it's an incredible sport. It doesn't beat your body up. I played a lot of tennis. I was really got to be a very good tennis player. Played a lot of exhibitions with, you know, so many great players, Pete Sampras, John McEnroe, Connors. I mean, you just so many people I played, Chrissy Everett and, and Martina and and uh, Billie Jean King and all, all the ones back in my day. So and it was fun and I really enjoyed it, but it just got to be too hard on my body. You know, I have no cartilage in my left knee and what have you. And and so I was introduced to pickleball and and just fell in love with it. And my goal after I started my first year for the next year was I want to win a national championship. And I always set goals to myself and I love competition. That's the thing I missed most about retiring is just missing the competition. That's why I got into long driving and golf so I can compete. And I actually did well. I won four world long driving titles in my age category in there before they dropped the older people, you know, the old farts division. And they got rid of us. Uh, so pickleball was a way for me to go and compete again and have a chance to, to win a title. And I, I won two gold, I had two gold medals at the U S open in mixed doubles and in the 70 plus and, and the men's doubles, um, the, the, the mixed was in 4.0 and, uh, in 70 to 75. And then the, the, the men's doubles was 4.5 in, um, uh, 70 to 75 I had an incredible partner greg brents i mean he's gone on to just become one of the top players in the world and so yeah i was very fortunate i did that and then i said okay well here's another chance and i had a ted meyer my partner 
for the Huntsman called me up and I had learned a lot from him and met him when I started playing pickleball going up to the villages north of Tampa very amazing pickleball community and got to meet him and a bunch of other play, other uh, people up there, Dick Scott and a bunch of other guys. And that really helped me accelerate my improvement in the game because you don't get better if you don't play better people. I mean, that's, that's the one drawback to tennis and to golf. I mean, to, to sports like that, especially tennis is you're not going to get better if you don't play against better people. But fortunately, you know, now you have to go and search and find the people in, in the same age category and whatever. I play a lot of, well, I, I have to play up. In other words, I got to play. I play against fifties and sixty-year-olds all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so that makes it a little bit tougher. But I've actually won some tournaments playing in those, uh, so which makes me even prouder because you know I'm, I'm giving away twenty years. And so it's kind of cool. I love the competition. And so they said, "Hey, the Huntsman thing." And I said, "God, what an honor that Ted thinks I'm good enough to be his partner because he's a national former champion." And so I said, "Okay, Ted, I'm going to do it." I said, "You're putting a lot of heat on me, though. A lot of responsibility." Because I know that if we're going to do well and win, it's going to be on me because I know you're going to be good. Yeah. Like I said, so it's up to me to be good <laughs> for us to have a chance to win. And so fortunately, I uh, I did other than in one game. I didn't play. I wasn't happy particularly with the way I played, but it's uh, turned out in two of those divisions. We wound up uh, we wound up winning gold. So it was uh, it was a very rewarding championship for me because in basketball, you, you're one of the best players, but you're on a team. Yeah. In pickleball, okay, even though it is a team, it's two people. I mean, you know if you're the best because if you beat everybody, you're the best. You're the best. That's the way it works. And it's just the two of you. So I know that Ted and I were the best at that time. And we played against some of the best players, you know, that that are around. And so that was was very rewarding for me. It was a fun time. It was an amazing event. Uh, I had an enjoyable experience there. And hopefully maybe we'll – be in good enough condition physically and stuff to go back and try to defend the titles. Right. Well, we hope that that's the case. Yeah. We'd, love, we'd love to have you back. Um, it sounds like you've, I mean, obviously basketball has been a huge part of your life, but you haven't just focused only on that. You've been involved in a variety of, of different sports, tennis, including uh, pickleball as well. We, we've got about a minute and a half left. Um, any plans to move on to something else? Synchronized swimming? What, what do you no, think? No, no, I'm not. I don't have any plans to do anything other than uh, continue to play the pickleball. I'm going to be playing in some of the national championships also coming up this year and got invited by some people to play in those. And so uh, hopefully we'll be able to prevail. I hate losing. Um, <laughs> never, never was something that I enjoyed doing. But if you're smart, you you learn from the mistakes that you make, and, and you make yourself better the next time you go out to compete. But it's uh, there's nothing like competing. I mean, that's the whole thing. My wife, a lot of times, we go, honey, we're just going for social. I said, honey, <laughs> social. You're going for social. I'm going to win this thing. I really don't do social well. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm out there. If I'm going, I said, if I'm coming out to court to play. I'm going out there to win. I'm not going out there to just screw around. I mean, there's a lot of other things I can do and screw around and it's okay because, but if it's competition, no, I can't, I can't do that. It's not a lot of fun for me to do that, to go out and not play my best. Yeah. My, my brother has a saying, my, best. My, my brother has a saying, how do you spell fun? W I N. That's yes, it. Yes, that's that's it. exactly right. That's, that's nothing, <laughs> no substitute for that at all. Hey, tell your listeners and people who are there, these are all the people who do it. Go to medicileaf.com. It's a company I do work for. They're in the cannabinoid world. So they should check it out. Medicileaf, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Put the code 24 in there and you can get a great discount on products that I use all the time before I play. Um, you know, they can't hurt you. You can't overdose. There's no THC, 
seen it. Uh, wonderful, wonderful products. And if you got problems with your knees or you got problems with calves and stuff like that, go to GoSleeves.com. G-O-S-L-E-E-V-E-S. They have kinesio tape built into them. I use them every time when I play. And if you put RB24 as the code, RB24, you can get a nice discount for those as well. So those are two products that I'm very much behind because I use them uh, myself on a regular basis and they're awesome. Awesome. We'll put, we'll put them in the show notes. Rick, thank you for joining us. Yes, we appreciate thank your you. time. We, we hope yes. to see you next year at the games. Uh, well, look forward to it and God bless everybody and hope that everybody has a healthy, happy and prosperous uh, rest of the year and enjoy the holidays coming up. And hopefully we can get back to some sense of normalcy in this country and, and yes. lead a normal life again. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> yes. it. Thank, thank you. Rick. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Good stuff. Yes. Oh, great advice. We'll, we'll put all those uh, those products in the show notes as yes. well. Just to wrap us up here, a couple of things. Uh, obviously, the games are over, right. but there's still plenty of reasons to go and visit SeniorGames.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're compiling all the results. In fact, we've just got a couple of sports just to finish up. Right. Most of the results are there, uh, but you can find all of that at SeniorGames.net. We've also got our latest webinar there to rewatch. Uh, we visited with a panel of athletes that competed mm-hmm. in the games this year. Tons of fun. We've got a bunch of different news broadcasts that focus yeah. on various aspects of the game. Games and uh, great pieces if you want to relive the memories of the games or if you just want to learn a little bit more about what the games right. are about. Again, all of that at SeniorGames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast where you can uh, subscribe pretty much anywhere the podcasts are found. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website. Again, SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, be strong. You never know who you are inspiring. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.